0: The Sketch Podcast is our take on the intersection of old tech and new tech, space between the traditional practice of the hand-drawn sketch that has been performed by architects and designers for centuries, and the modern use of the hashtag as a representation of sentiment or movement. Each week, we plan to deliver a new pod about our ideas, sketches, and what's going on in our daily lives as we pursue our love of architecture, design, and sharing this knowledge with the next generation. I'm Kurt, and I'm in Flint. And I'm Jamie, and I'm in Austin. This is part one of my conversation with Jamie. Welcome back, Jamie, in Austin. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, because we're not sitting has, side by has, side. I know. Has spring sprung yet? Actually,
0: things are getting greener up here in Michigan. And, uh, yeah. And last weekend... Uh, we planted some things indoors cause it's still a little cold outside, but you know, my wife's a big gardener, so it's all about getting our fingernails dirty.
1: Yeah. Well, so, we we do the gardening down here as well, as you know. So that's right. Upside down gardening, <laughs> upside down gardening, which we'll a probably little, talk about in some other episode later on, but we'll just leave it right. at that for right now.
0: Yeah. Right. Right. When, uh, when the weather is a little warmer and things are producing. Yeah, exactly. And so we stay tuned for that. Um, so our, let's talk about our coffee sketches. And so this week let's talk about, um, an interesting one I stumbled across on the Instagram from you. Uh, it is, and I recognize this, which is kind of the fun part. Um, and it's a it's a, a newer building. It's a Tadeo Ando building, and I, I I called it right. And it was it's a Fort Worth, but it's a museum, right? I don't remember the name, but it's in Fort Worth, right?
1: It is. Uh, it's uh it's the uh, it's a Fort Worth Art Museum, um, uh, dedicated to modern and contemporary art, um, and it's actually across. A lot of people don't realize that. Um, This building by Ondo is literally across the street from um, Louis Kahn's Kimball. So everybody sort of arguably, everyone has a a favorite Louis Kahn building, um, Mm -hmm. you know, sort of, you know, in the States and then worldwide. And the Kimball usually is either number one or number two. Um, And as Mm -hmm. a Texan, I think, you know, we're pretty, pretty darn excited to to say that the Kimball's right there.
0: Yeah, that's right. I do remember. I remember. I've never been to this Fort Worth Museum, um, which also means I've never been to that Louis Kahn building. But um, I remember as a as a young professional uh, reading in the magazine when it was just in the design phase, or even you know right after construction, and they they kind of talked about in the the magazine and what you can see in the sketch is uh, the sort of the rhythm of the Ando building and how it has an homage to the Kahn building, right? The Kimball art has a rhythm of long gallery bays, and the Ando building has a similar uh, long bays of gallery, but in a very different uh, construction method, um, right, and and since you've been there, you maybe should. <laughs> well, and, <laughs> and, and I think that and I think the,
1: and I think the sketch sort of um, talks about that is that there's um, there's a sort of a beautiful spot um, once you've entered the galleries and then um, or at least the, entered the lobby space and then you kind of move off to your right. Um, a lot of people don't even recognize it because they think it's more of moving away from the museum gallery spaces if they're sort of a first time visitor um, and if you move off to the right, you 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 enter sort of a cafe type space, but immediately from that cafe space, you're able to exit the museum proper and be outside. And the minute you're outside, you have this wonderful opportunity to get this view that's in this sketch. And you see exactly what you're talking about. It is that there's this rhythm of these glass-like enclosures that are Um, you know, perfect forms, uh, perfect geometric forms underneath a concrete structure that then also reflect down into a reflecting pool that's right there in front of you. So, um, what the museum has now done is they've also, um, used some of that exterior space for some exterior galleries and some sculpture, um, but the sketch really sort of highlights what Ando is doing um, in both homage to Kahn's sort of take on the geometry of gallery spaces and sort of a, a form space order kind of idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also the use of materials is that, you know, yes, Khan really was brilliant with concrete, and that's what the Kimball was known for. Ando himself, you know, in his work in Japan and then now in the States and another. Other places, you know, concrete, of, of course, but uh, really takes it to another level where he sort of introduces this glass element, and these glass boxes sort of are are protected, uh, for lack of a better term, underneath these sort of you know beautifully uh, designed concrete arches and canopies that reflect down into the into the water, and that and that's really what the sketch is trying to capture.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you, I mean, I can see it for sure. And when we post this online, I'm sure our listeners will take take a peek at it too. Uh, so, one one thing I'm curious of, I've as a student of architecture, we all uh, I, I I would imagine all of us, even on the well, let me say this again, in California, uh, we studied Louis Kahn a lot, right? And I would imagine as a Texan, you did as well in architecture school. Um, but from what I remember of Kahn's work as a student, especially the Kimball, is that he used the shape of the building to creatively bring in natural light to the gallery space. And, and I, you know, I remember those drawings and showing how that the roof detail, you know, curves and sh- sort of washes the light down. So does... Since I've never been there, does the Ondo building does he is he doing that at all with the architecture?
1: Really in the same not. Way? I really not. I think that that's maybe the biggest departure. Um, and and mm-hmm. for um, you know for a casual observer, it's probably not even something that they recognize. Um, the circulation spaces are illuminated by natural light, um, and so there's some. Um, ancillary spaces that have that sort of natural light quality. Um, but the galleries themselves, not so much. It's, it's more of an artificial light situation. Um, some of these, uh, the ones depicted in the sketch um, do have some natural light opportunities at sort of the ends of the boxes. Um, mm-hmm. This portion was really um, depicted in the sketch as really eff- effectively facing east so you have some morning light, but if you're there in you know, midday or in the afternoon, um, and then it's all reflected light into those spaces. Um, but you're absolutely right. Uh, you know, the Kimball itself is to be studied in section, you know, to, to take a, mm-hmm. to take that slice, that cake slice, you know, through, through the building, you know, for, for the non-architects listening, <laughs> if you, if you literally take a, a, you know, a, a slice through a cake, and then kind of peel away and look at the layers, of uh, layer cake, that's the section. And so what Kurt's just, des- you know, describing with, with light bouncing in from above and then bouncing into those galleries, that's really what calm was trying to do with Kimball. Um, and I, and I, and there's, there's not a building that really doesn't, you know, you know, capture that any better. Um, I don't think, you know, my, my take is that Ando probably realizing that that's what what Khan was doing really sort of shied away from it um, and looked at more of a material response as opposed to Mm -hmm. a a sectional response. But that's, that's sort of my take. I've never read anything to that effect. Um, What's -hmm. interesting is, you know, it's when you said, you know, about your, you know, as a student and as in, you know, in education is, um, my first field trip in architecture, uh, my second year in design school, my professor took us to see the Kimble. Um, That was my first architectural pilgrimage of sorts, um, and he had a very particular way he wanted us to enter the building, um, and 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 how he wanted us to experience it, and a lot of that had to do with um, you know earlier designs. As 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 architects, we study. Sort of the original plans, and then sometimes the way things get eventually built isn't exactly the same. Um, or buildings get built up around something mm-hmm. and sort of change that path. So it was something that really made an impression on me um, about sort of studying a building, but also sort of studying the history of that building and the place. Um, and you know, and I think this sketch sort of talks to that: is that there's sort of a sort of a hidden spot where you really want to kind of capture that look of the, the galleries and, and I like to go there first sometimes before I even go see what, what temporary exhibits have been installed. What's, uh, right. So, yeah, that's just, that's sort of my, you know, <laughs> my, my thing, but you know, what's, what's interesting is this, this place in Fort Worth is, you know, I mean, Fort Worth with Fort Worth and Dallas, you know, really uh, it's, it's a, it's an interesting sister city um, that a lot of people don't necessarily, you know, mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people don't who visit Dallas don't visit Fort Worth, which I think is a mistake. Uh, and uh-huh. I think there's a lot of things in Fort Worth that are are wonderful, and the art museums for sure are are definitely worth a day trip or uh, you know, a day and a night for sure. Um, yeah, you know, that's, with,
0: that's a that's a good idea, and and good to know. And uh, obviously, for architects that go on our pilgrimages. From here, from time to time, um, it may be a little bit more, uh, more enticing than to those uh, lay people, um, but not to say that you know, yeah, encouraging people to uh, to make a, a little extra trip is always a good idea. But one well, thing, i oh, don't and,
1: and I was just going to say, and, and with that is, you know, we we're talking about you know two different you know architects of renown, you know Louis Kahn and then Tadao Ando. Um, in these two different buildings is uh, Renzo Piano, the Italian architect uh, recently did an addition to Louis Kahn's Kimball. Um, And that's something also worth folks considering as a, as a destination of sorts. I didn't know that. Um, And yeah, that's great. So,
0: but I wanted to throw this one thing back in there. Sure. Is uh, you, you know, the reflection pool And the (laughs) the bouncing of light back into the building. Um, Maybe, you know, Khan didn't do that or in the Kimball, but he's done it in other buildings. Absolutely. um, Yeah. That I'm familiar with um, or in different parts of the country. And, you know, so even though it didn't occur uh, for Khan here, but Ando is maybe referencing that pool, taking that opportunity from another con building and sort of so he has the opportunity to sort of mix and match a couple of maybe the the ideal uh, architectural solutions
1: well and into, and i think, uh, into I, think one. I think i think you're onto something is that you know it's it's you know these these architects of renown that we you know have the fortunate you know opportunity to study because of their buildings that we re- we visit or or lectures that we see or 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 books that we read um, you know, I mean, when you have, uh, you know, in, in Louis Kahn's case, I mean, he's, he's deceased, you know, and we have this bevy of work, um, to look back at and sort of digest and try and dissect and, and think about, but I would agree, you know, Ondo probably, you know, if you're going to build a building right next to Louis Kahn's arguably number one or number two building he's ever done, um, mm-hmm. you're going to do your history and you're going to do your research, you know, and, I would say you're probably right. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't disagree. What building are you thinking about um, in particular?
0: It's, it's – um, I believe it's a campus building. Are you thinking
1: about Chandigarh yeah. in India?
0: Well, there's that. Okay. okay. <laughs> That's definitely one for sure of, of a bigger scale. But then he did it at this small – I want to say it's like a library or like a reading room at a university – and if people are familiar with the documentary done by his son, you know, he visits this particular building amongst all the buildings.
1: And, um, now everybody's you know, has, scrambling to add that to their Netflix to go back and look at the video.
0: I hope so. I, I bought, I bought myself a copy of that movie as soon as so you're <laughs> going to be watching it tonight. I could get it. Is that, is that movie night for you guys? That's right. It, yeah. It's, it's today is a movie night and, uh, if I can get away with uh <laughs> sneaking one past my non architect wife. Um the uh no it's interesting, you know, it has these it's a it's a round building, but has these arches of brick around the perimeter of the building, very low, and they're glass windows, but they're you know, they're almost below your leg or your waist, right? So it's it's really about and then there's a pool of water around the exterior and so then the water the light comes into this reading room uh, bounces off the water and comes in off those low windows and so that's one as, as a, in a smaller scale than Shandigar is or no Dhaka. Shandigar is Corbusier isn't it or did Khan do work there too
1: um, now you've got me checking myself yeah but... <laughs> Well, uh, at least the,
0: the parliamentary buildings in, in Dhaka, I believe, um, yeah, or they have a lot of that. Uh, I mean, it's almost like the masterpiece of concrete, right? And, and then just to let's, we could segue then back to Ando as a, as a master of, of the concrete building material, I would, I would say, and if, you know, people want to argue me on that, you know, we can take it to the architecture school parking lot. <laughs> no, you're right. But I the, mean, uh, yeah. And so I, I, I wanted to throw in one more anecdote of, cause I've, I can't, I don't think I visited, uh, an Ondo building, but I have, uh, I had a, a professor back in architecture school that worked for Ondo and, uh, I think was also inspired by his use of concrete. And so in his own firm's work, which oddly enough, um, when I did my schooling in Los Angeles, then I wound up now settling here in Michigan. um, They designed the Grand Rapids Art Museum in addition to the original museum and um, this professor of mine. And so I've been to visit that, and that one has the most impeccably done concrete uh in the finish of the concrete, but then also in all of the 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 corners and the joints and everywhere where you know it it's not just a straight wall, but if it intersects another wall or has um, glass in between or rooms, the execution is 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 flawless. It's it's like I just, you know, I've I've not been able to replicate this ever. And so, you know, I, I'm sure the Ando buildings are equally, or if not even more, uh, perfect in concrete.
1: Well, and I think that's what the thing. I mean, well, and that's the thing is I think the, you know, the, and you're right. It's, I, I, I said Chandigarh, and that, of course, is Corb. Um, but... Um, <laughs> But, the, you know, but but concrete, but, but Dhaka in in Bangladesh is is that's the Khan stuff that I was meaning to reference, and um and if you've seen the films, um then you know exactly what we're both talking about. But but you're right, Kurt. I mean the Ando's concrete, you know aside, you know different than Khan's concrete. I mean Khan's concrete has imperfections. Um, it's mm-hmm. it's concrete, and I think that that's the thing that you see the lift, um, locations, you see the, um, you see the board forms, um, and in a beautiful way, um, you see the craft, the hand that's built the forms and then, you know, erected this, you know, concrete edifice in Ando's work. The concrete almost looks like butter. I mean, it's, it, <laughs> you know, for, for lack of a better term it it really has this smoothness that almost feels unnatural um and and very yeah. eth- and very ethereal as a as a as a material um it's it's the concrete that you would think of if you were just thinking of concrete coming out of your mind um it's um it's it's not uh, you know, okay, concrete is poured into a form, and it's this liquid, and the liquid gels, and then solidifies, and it becomes this object, and that's that's sort of the concrete of Ondo in my mind. And when when I took my students and experienced the Ondo building um, for the first time, which was about a year after it was built, so it's it's about the building's about twenty years old now, um, so that sort of dates how wow. long, long ago I was teaching full time. <laughs> um, but the, you know, when I, when I took those students to that building at that time, um, you know, that was one of the things that they were sort of, re, you know, remarking at was um, the difference between the Kimball and, and the, you know, and the, the, the museum by Ando across the street is just the concrete itself, you know, felt different. I mean, literally to the touch felt different. Mm -hmm. And I think that that was something that was unique among these two master architects, Um, you know, but it's, you know, thank you for listening. We both hope that you enjoyed this episode of
0: coffee sketch podcast. Our theme music is provided by my brother who goes by at cold fashioned on Instagram and Twitter. Our podcast is hosted at coffee sketch.buzzsprout.com. Find more, show notes and information from this episode and finally if you like what you heard please rate us on iTunes and share us with your friends thank you